don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's February 22nd and time for your Social and Six update. Yes, but has the time gone? We're already coming to the end of February and the updates have been coming in thick and fast. We've covered the biggest, including... Which Twitter features you might have to pay for, Instagram's addition to collaborative live streams, and what we can deduce from LinkedIn's latest job ad. So without further ado, let's get started. And we are now live. We're live on Instagram. First up today, Instagram is launching the ability to go live with more people. Yes, it seems as if more and more people and brands are live streaming on Instagram, be that through interviews, product demonstrations or exclusive drops. But one of the downfalls of Instagram's co-live streaming tool is that brands and users have only been able to go live with one other person. Until now, that is. Instagram's head of platform, Adam Missouri, has just confirmed the launch of multi-participant live streams which will enable up to four people to go live together. As you'd expect, this could be a huge engagement driver, not only because it will lead to new formats and potentially more interesting live content, but because live videos with four people will enjoy four times the reach. Now, there are a number of stats that point to live streaming's effectiveness and the growth it's seen during the pandemic, but one that stands out above the rest is that video demonstrations on Instagram, which often include live streams, help up to 49% of shoppers make key purchasing decisions. The long and short of it is this. If you're not already investing in Instagram Live as a brand to help promote your products, you should be. Next up, TikTok has launched an e-commerce education portal called Seller University. That's right. Seller University is a new education portal to explain the various e-commerce options on TikTok. On it, you can find a range of resources and lessons on TikTok features such as live shopping, affiliate links, and in-app product catalogs. Seller University also includes a new affiliate feature where brands can facilitate partnerships with TikTok creators that they find on the creator marketplace. It's worth noting that this is only being tested in Indonesia at the moment, but it's more than common for social platforms to test in APAC markets before rolling them out in the West. That being said, some of the features are available to view for everybody now. TikTok is growing its catalogue of e-commerce features, so adding resources on how brands and creators can use them makes plenty of sense. It's clear, too, that creators are at the centre of all of TikTok's monetization efforts, and TikTok is very keen for its advertisers to utilise them. To that end, Seller University doesn't just exist to benefit brands and advertisers, but creators, too. With the new affiliate links, creators will be able to profit directly from any branded content they take on. YouTube Shorts is a new feature created by YouTube that is a short form video feature. Next up, YouTube announces YouTube Shorts for the US and a new tipping feature. Yes, if you've been following our channels or social in six, you'll probably remember we mentioned YouTube Shorts some time ago. What is it? In a nutshell, it's YouTube's answer to TikTok and Reels, a short form content hub for 15 second repeatable videos. Well, the big news is YouTube Shorts is to receive an imminent launch in the US following several months spent in beta in India, where it's been receiving 3.5 billion daily views globally. Now, this latest move has the power to really disrupt the short form space and could become a serious contender for both TikTok and Instagram Reels, especially given YouTube's vast user base and a huge creator community. On the subject of creators, YouTube has also announced a new feature called Applause, which will let you tip your favorite creators on any video, not just live streams, which is the case with the Super Chat function at the moment. Users will be able to tip up to $500 a day, but YouTube will take a 30% share of that. We'll keep you posted on news of both features. Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah!
Ethan, you, the question everyone's asking, would you pay for Twitter? The platform subscription plans could include an undo send button and tipping as well. Well, we asked you guys on Twitter and LinkedIn if you'd pay for Twitter and on both polls, over 90% of you said no. Nevertheless, Twitter is keen not to rely too much on ads to make money as its ad service hasn't helped them profit much in the past. Twitter is now considering adding new paid-for features, including tipping, which would let people pay for exclusive content from creators. An undo-send tweet button, which would let you delete a tweet within 30 seconds of posting it without anyone seeing it. And subscriptions to TweetDeck and other analytics services. Now, this isn't the first we've heard of Twitter considering paid options. Last year, they launched a survey asking users what they'd be willing to pay for, suggesting options like better video sharing, auto-responses to DMs, and the undo-send option. If the respondents to their survey were more positive than they were to our own poll, it could be a good solution for the company. Twitter's revenue relies heavily on ad spend at the minute, and that dropped 23% last year. While COVID undoubtedly had something to do with that, it couldn't hurt them to have other revenue streams to fall back on. After all, it sounds like it wouldn't be made mandatory for users. Have you ever slid into anyone's DMs? And lastly, from Theo, Twitter is experimenting with audio DMs. Yes, another Twitter story. Now, you'll probably already know about Twitter's launch of audio tweets, which happened last year to a mixed response. Well, Twitter is pushing on with its audio revolution, having teased the release of new audio DMs. In a nod to its origins, the new feature will let you send 140-second audio DMs to your friends and followers and is currently in testing in Brazil, India and Japan. But while this may sound like a small update, it's obvious this is part of Twitter's wider plan to make audio communication as popular as text. Twitter is already rolling out a new update, Twitter Spaces, among a small number of users, which if you didn't already know is the platform's answer to Clubhouse, which if you haven't heard about that, is a new app where you can tune in to guest conversations and podcast-like discussions from people and brands you follow. Keep an eye on this exciting update for Twitter. I'm gonna give you another chance right now. It's happening right now. <laughs> It's called LinkedIn. Yep. LinkedIn is Facebook 2011. And finally, LinkedIn's recent job advertisement hints at a focus on content creators. Indeed. So LinkedIn's editor-in-chief posted a job advert the other day for a head of community. The role is focused on supporting LinkedIn creators, facilitating their growth and helping them to establish strong communities on the platform. A few people have rightly pointed out that this suggests a new direction for LinkedIn, which may be finally realizing the potential of its platform for personal branding, which is essentially B2B's answer to influencer marketing. LinkedIn evolves closer to a typical social network every year, mirroring features like stories, post reactions and live streams, but a focus on prominent creators is one that makes perfect sense for them. If LinkedIn is building a team focused on creators and personal brands on the platform, it's possible we could soon see features to support paid partnerships, branded content, and affiliate links. As you know, personal profiles easily outperform company pages on LinkedIn, native features that would allow companies to collaborate with individuals directly and tap into their reach would certainly be a game changer. Some really interesting stories there, Eva, as always, particularly that LinkedIn one. But the one that I want to delve down to more is Twitter and this idea of a paid version of Twitter. Because I find, I mean, ever since we heard this news, I found that really, really fascinating. And it's got me thinking about, you know, my own answer. And I think my first instinct is, no, you wouldn't pay for Twitter. You wouldn't really pay for a platform that's already free and already gives you a lot of sort of features. But then when you sort of drill down into it, I sort of think, and the the audience that this is targeted at, those power users, probably select 
celebrities, mm. there probably are a lot of perks to paying for Twitter and getting a more sort of advanced service. I mean, the undo send tweet version, everybody's been in that position where they've sort of sent a tweet out of anger or out of sheer emotion, instantly regretted it and, and sort of lived to regret it beyond that. So I can I can really see some ground for this and it being quite a clever revenue driver if they reach the right audience. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there with power users. I mean, think about LinkedIn. That has a premium feature, right? And people pay for that because some people take it really seriously. It's really important to some people that have these personal brands or, or these um, businesses where social media is a massive part of that. I think we'll see the exact same thing with Twitter if they bring out certain paid for features. It's very easy to sort of say to someone like we did, oh, would you pay for Twitter? And I guess... You know, most people said no, but they're reading that as would you pay for it as you have it now? Um, and like I said, that it's not going to be mandatory like that for all users. Twitter's basic service, as you know it now, will stay the same. And what they'll do is bring in additional features. So the ones that we've rattled through today um, as a bonus that you can choose to pay for if you want, um, just like a subscription model to anything. So they're not really losing anything either way. If people want to pay for it, the option's there. And if people don't, they don't have to. So yeah, I think it's a really good idea for them. And we know the many, many issues with Twitter's ad platform. I think it's a very good thing that they won't have to rely on that too heavily. I couldn't agree more. And seemingly, I mean, the price of Twitter, if any subscription model were to come out seemingly it wouldn't be extortionate think about you know the services that people subscribe to nowadays it may just be another sort of service that people get used to and especially like you say people who live and breathe twitter and use it quite regularly i've been i can imagine there is a section of the audience who are probably crying out for that and these features as well no 100 personal like personal figures government heads imagine the value of an undo send <laughs> for them like of course they'll pay for it your story about audio DMs. I mean, Twitter's really leaning into audio right now. And you know, speaking of polls we've been doing, we did another one a couple of weeks ago asking if um, what brands and marketers were considering an audio strategy for social. And still over half of uh, respondents said no and that they weren't planning to. But is this something you think that we should be taking a lot more seriously now? I think definitely. I think the launch of Clubhouse particularly is going to force a lot of platforms' hands. And I mean, on WhatsApp, for instance, many of us already communicate via voice notes and on other platforms. It's just become a sort of quicker way of communication and moving away from text and you get something with audio that you don't necessarily get with text as well you get a sort of i received the audio message yesterday and it's so much more personal and intimate so i think thinking about an audio strategy and particularly the fact that people are so used to listening to audio for the amount of podcasts we now listen it really seems like this is the direction we're going into and audio has you know talk about it like it's something completely new and and it's not but I think on social particularly audio has the power to be just as important as video No definitely I agree completely especially when you look at the uh, popularity of podcasts Um, but it seems like Twitter's really making the most strides in this area I know there's talk Facebook bringing out a clubhouse rival because of course they are (laughs) they've seen something do well and they're they're working on it but it's like really early stages Twitter's actually quite far ahead with like various updates they've been making so this could be good news for them if it turns out to be as big of a format as I think it will. I completely agree. The only thing I'll caveat this, and I was one of the people who had concerns when Twitter launched um, audio tweets in the first instance. I definitely agree with the fact that one thing that needs to be at the forefront of this thinking is accessibility. Mm -hmm. So for users who uh, have difficulty hearing, they really need to be taken into account. And I think ever since Twitter sort of uh, made a slight mistake with launching audio tweets and no roadmap for its users who have difficulty hearing, I think they've sort of wised up and become smarter about that and 
employing special specialists in that area to to make sure that any feature on Twitter is accessible to everybody. Mm, I couldn't agree more. And um, things like moderation as well, which Twitter Spaces is already getting a bit of heat for. It's actually proving quite hard for them to moderate these audio first spaces. But I guess someone's got to be the the guinea pig, don't they? We'll find some algorithm or some sort of AI up to sort of uh, look after this. I'm sure. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Now, you'll probably be aware we've not been answering as many questions on the podcast lately. And that's because we want to hear from you and see what else you're most interested in hearing in these Social Instinct episodes. Is it more answers to your questions, daily stats, or a quick nod to what's coming up? As always, let us know your thoughts and feelings in the Facebook group. Make sure you tune in next week because we have a fantastic episode on the way with guests from both Made.com and Pinterest to find out firsthand just how powerful Pinterest can be. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson.